0: Welcome to Women Winning at Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table, where we help you tell your story, your way, in your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about a range of things from what inspired you to write your book, what your writing process was like, maybe you experienced writer's block. We also talk about editing experiences, editing tips and strategies, and so much more. Our goal is to provide inspiration, motivation, and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible. If this is your first time joining us, again, my name is Chelsea and I am a published author, editor, and the owner of Your Writing Table, which provides full-service book writing, consulting, editing, and publishing services. I've been writing and editing for over 20 years, and I guarantee you, I eat, sleep, and breathe writing and editing. For all of our returning listeners, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. We appreciate you, and we thank you for all the support, the questions you send in the topic suggestions, and all the positive feedback. Last but not least, thank you to all of our partners who support us financially and help us to continue creating quality content while providing a platform for women writers to share their writing journey, promote their books, brands, and their businesses. If you would like to become a partner, please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information. And one more thing, don't forget to follow us. Please follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you choose to listen to. To your podcast on. All you have to do is click the follow button or subscribe, notify, so you don't miss out on any of the episodes as they drop. And now let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners. Welcome, welcome to another fabulous episode of Women Winning at Writing. Thank you so much for tuning in and for joining us on today. And we, of course, have another amazing woman writer for you and. I'm so excited about today's topic because some of her writing includes music. And, you know, I don't know about y'all, but music is like music speaks, right? Music has its own language, like literally, Um, whether it's hip-hop whether it's classic jazz pop rock soul gospel country it has its own language it's got its own vibe and you know when i am like in a mood if i'm feeling some kind of way or you know i just need something for energy or whatever you throw on a good song you get a playlist going and i'm telling you it just it gets you right it gets your mood just i mean it can soothe your soul it can energize you it can do so much and so writing When you've got your mind at ease, it just adds to your creativity and music is something that is just, it's perfect for any type of ambiance. So today's guest is um, going to share with us about music and how it is connected to her writing. She um, has written more than one book and I will let her tell you all about it. So without further ado, please help me welcome Dominique Carson to the show. Welcome Dominique
1: thank you for having me today chelsea i greatly appreciate you for taking the time to fit me into your program to your platform and where i can discuss
0: my love and passion for writing yes definitely thank you so much for joining us and thank you for taking time out of your schedule as well so let's just dive right in please tell us about yourself and your books well i'm
1: um I'm an author, I'm a freelance journalist, I've been a journalist if you count my student journalism years, it's been a 17 year journey as a journalist, I am also a licensed massage practitioner and an award-winning speaker. And the two books that I have out right now is called The Biography, um, John B. Are You Still Down? It's going on three years since I wrote the book. I wrote it during the pandemic. And then I have a new book. It's a collaborative book called The Whole Entrepreneur. And I worked with so many prominent people from Heather Robinson to Ernie Peppers, to um, Book of Chardonnayre, to Re-Invision the So this is an opportunity that allowed me to step out of my comfort zone and work on a collaborative book where we just offer our suggestions and tips on how to get, navigate life, career, business, wellness. And yeah, so this is a definitely a good read, especially for those who are in career transitions, who wants to own a side business, who wants to start a business, been vet in the business. This is a great beef to look out for
0: that is awesome I absolutely love that so let's let's just go right into it you got to talk to the music artist to John B yes wow so please you got to tell us about that so what kind of book is it about
1: well um it's a biography on John B I had a chance to interview him 10 years ago at stage 48 in New York City my hometown and I just I just love him, he's one of my favorite artists. I feel like he doesn't get his just due. As an Ivory soul singer back in the days, back in the 80s, Tina Marie, you know, kind of started it up, but John B. catapulted and took it to another level. He was the first really Caucasian R&B artist to work with Jay-Z, you know, Nas, um, Tupac, physically work in the studio with tupac before he passed away 27 years ago mm-hmm. so it's just little nuggets like that that i've decided to write this book on john B. he made it easier for other caucasian artists to work um but to have a lane i Any, anywhere from sam smith robin Thicke, and justin Timberlake to transition to r&b because a lot of caucasian artists have to start the other way around mm-hmm. they have to um, start off as R&B and transition to pop and John B did not want to do that he's like I am an R&B artist I take pride in it and study his forefathers and he's been in this industry now 28 years
0: wow that's a long time so now what was the inspiration for you to even want to write a book you know such as that and to have him as the featured uh, author excuse me featured person um, because like I said he's contributed
1: so much in this in this industry and he doesn't get his just due you know a lot of people think Caucasian artists you think Justin Timberlake Robin Thicke Sam Smith Pink but John B kicked the door down and allowed these other artists to have a career or consider making music in an r genre he broke a lot of racial barriers too he you know, was so people were so fixated him on being babyface protege and it wasn't until the Cool Relax album where he got his Just Do with the Just Single They Don't Know which is his signature hit mm-hmm. and owning his urban card by working with Tupac Shakur once again he was the last person to physically work in the studio with him. Everybody has worked with Tupac's voice over the years but he was the last person to work with Tupac, and Tupac was a fan of John B. Oh, wow. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: that is amazing. So what was the best part about interviewing John B?
1: It was just his nature, like his calming nature and to just still be in this industry for so many years and have people love and respond to your music. I just think him just being so humble and just, you know, just relatable and personable as well when I had the chance to interview him it was like maybe a six seven minute interview but that was I, I interviewed one of my R&B crushes you know it was him and Usher growing up as a kid in the 90s you know a seven eight year old just listening to the music mm-hmm. so that was a dream come true for me to interview a male R&B artist
0: that I love yeah I'm sure yeah. <laughs> so how did you compose yourself were you just like all geeked out <laughs> that was after I me mean,
1: and then the best part and I talk about it in the book the introduction I took my sister with me when I interviewed John B, and she loves John B. her daughter was conceived from the cool relax album no way. so when she saw me interview him that was like starstruck for her and she was able to take a picture with him she said that is one of the best gifts that you can ever give me for the rest of my life I had an opportunity to interview a man that I love and that his album is the reason why my daughter is
0: here. I mean, yeah, yeah. that is huge, seriously. So now mm-hmm. how how has music overall, how has music influenced your writing?
1: I mean, music has always been a part of my life. I mean, even, you know, my mom told me even when I was hearing impaired as a child, I still absorbed music. And the first musical genre that I listened to was classical music. So music was always around in my family, from my grandparents to my mother. And then once my hearing came back, my honestly my introduction to R&B was Marvin Gaye. Oh wow! My okay. mother had this, my mother had this Greatest Hits album. Um, she would play it every Saturday. You know, black households we do cleaning every Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So the Technics the Technics stereo had five CDs, and she would play the Marvin Gaye Greatest Hits album every Saturday and that's how I fell in love with Marvin Gaye and a lot of the classic R&B and then when I stayed at my grandparents' house it was the OJs it was James Brown it was Teddy Pendergrass it was Smokey Robinson the list goes on and then coming from New York City Hal Jackson had a radio station called Sunday Classic so my grandmother would play that while cooking after she, after we get home from church she'll play How Jackson Classics so that was more R&B and my grandparents, especially my grandfather, was like, all these 90 artists that you're listening to, they're sampling the music back in the 70s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go back into the original content. Mm-hmm. That And I fell in love with the original content. And then my Uncle Rodney, he was a jazz lover, still is a jazz lover. And I loved his jazz collection from Herb Alpert to Patrice uh, Russian mm-hmm. to just... Sade, Anita Baker Grandpa Washington Jr. Like, he was a jazz lover. So that had an influence on my mother and then it had an influence on me. So when I tell you music was all around me, you'll think we came from a musical family. That's how much we played music. I knew that I was never going to play the instruments but music was just always around me. Especially my mom having a long day of teaching and would play the radio station CD One on One Point Nine, smooth jazz. Mm-hmm. That's when yeah. I got into a Anita Baker, like I said,
0: Patrice, Russian, all oh, yeah. the, all these jazz singers. Yes. yes, I'm familiar with all those. I grew up with that too. My dad played all of that stuff when I was. in um, Al Jarreau,
1: and Al yeah. Jarreau, We grew yes. up on Al Jarreau and George Benson. So, Definitely. So now
0: when yeah. you when you're in your creative zone and you're, you know, like getting your writing going and everything, are these the artists of the 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 genre of music that you listen to?
1: I listen to a lot of R and B, but it has to be easy listening. Yeah, easy listening for me. I can listen to anything from Usher to Mary J Blige to OJ's to Marvin Gaye to George Benson, Al Jarreau, Anita Baker, um, Cole Thomas. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It just it has to just be an easy Listen. Yeah, yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. So now you've also written another book um on yes. entrepreneurship. Talk about that. What's yeah. that book about? Because that's going a completely different direction. <laughs> it is a different direction.
1: This was a this one challenged me, honestly. Um I saw Theria Vision of Rocks, a post, This is the Queen of Brook profiting. And she was looking for speakers and authors to collaborate with this project. i like, listen. Okay, because you got to be careful on social media people scamming and all this stuff but I already heard of Taria yes. from just her appearances on um, national publications definitely and so I've, I've, worked
0: have, with, I've worked with Taria as well shout out
1: yeah, Hello, Taria. yeah. so we, um, we had a meeting with her and she was just taking the first 20 people 20 people to be a part of this project and I was one of the 20 people and it was such an amazing experience it's just because I was like I'm not a entrepreneur in the physical sense, this is what I was thinking. Maybe I'm not qualified for this role. And she was like, don't you freelance as a journalist? Don't you freelance as a massage therapist? Yeah, you're an entrepreneur. Aren't you an <laughs> author that is looking for a profit? That's, an entre- that's entrepreneur. It's called entrepreneur. And she was like, are you going to join or not? So I made my deposit. <laughs> she was just like very transparent, like mm-hmm. no time wasted. And that's the kind of energy that I needed. And I made my deposit and, you know, we were, you know, broadcasting and promoting it, getting people to pre-order the book. And I have a chapter in it where I talk about my journey as a freelance journalist and a massage practitioner. And my title in my chapter is called Proper Preparation Prevents Poor Performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So because you can't prepare for what you want if you don't know what you want. And my good child friend, Brian Mills, said that. And we actually just did a virtual conference where I'm giving a 20-minute talk about my experiences using the five P's. Those are five Ps that I heard all my life in, in Brooklyn, mm. um, in East New York. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. And I really believe in this phrase, too, which I say, without a plan, you are bound to fail. That's
0: true.
1: You have to have a plan.
0: Mm-hmm. You have to have a plan. That's very true. So now, yes. this, so this was a collaboration type project, right? All right. All right? So what was your writing process like compared to, of course, your solo book, you know, that you did by yourself?
1: That was the only, that was the challenging part because when you're doing collaborative books, you got to operate on everybody's time. You know, versus your time, you have a set schedule. It's not like that when you're doing a collaborative book. So it was a lot of editing, it was a lot of transcribing, it was a lot of interviews. We had a program manager, we had meetings with Taria. It was like a six to seven month project. Yeah, collaborative yeah. projects
0: are not always like, Copy, you know, cookie cutter one, two, three.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Especially if you want something superb and creditable, it's gonna take some time. And you know, we put a lot of, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of time, a lot of money into it. And and it was something that I always wanted to do as an author. I always wanted to do a collaborative project, but you have to get with the right people. It's true. Yes, do. And, and the right mission and the right purpose, so it just worked out perfectly. And now I'm a part of Author all the R stars. I'm a two time all the R star. I'm getting ready to um, go to Atlanta in December to be honored, have a celebration. I'm also a part of the panel discussion in Atlanta as well for Author all the R stars. So this is just a dream country. It just opened so many different you know windows for me from this whole entrepreneur project and. Terri encourages you to have all the pie instead of going through a third party and they get their percentage. She encourages you to promote on your own, use your different links to get all the profits. Because when you start working with, you know, other parties, they got to get their cut. So we work with the wholesalers. We work with the actual production company that help us with you know with the books if we want to you know purchase more books
0: definitely and that makes sense that that definitely uh-huh. makes sense cut out the middleman <laughs> yeah yeah she really believes in that absolutely yeah well congratulations to you on all of the accomplishments because that is amazing um what is your favorite part about being a writer just in general just being a writer
1: uh, um right before going to that question i want to give a shout out to heather robinson who's also my book collaborated with me and she Encouraged me to go and participate mm-hmm. on your podcast because oh, cool. she was the guest on your podcast as yes, well. So I want to give a shout out to her. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: hello Heather, thank you, thank you, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Um, the best part about being a writer is just using your words to make an impact on people's lives, to change people's lives, whether you're informing, instructing, entertaining, persuading. I think from the time I was in elementary school, I always thought that. You know, we were authors to the world. There was this literary term called author's purpose. And each time when you write a story, whether it's a script, a book, an article, what is your purpose as an author? And I just thought of those four steps or four categories as an author. Are you informing? Are you instructing? Are you persuading? Are you entertaining? So the fact that I was able, I've been able to do this for so many years. It's such a gratifying experience, and I think people are beginning to understand that's why the recognition is coming in that writing is my artistry. It's my voice. It has always been my voice from the time I was a kid. My first piece of writing was a letter to my mother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At, at eight years old, saying, you know, appreciating her, you know, the times that she was hard on me. Like, the content was very mature, but the actual penmanship was eight years old. But the content was very mature because it just allowed me to pay attention to my surrounding, look at everything that's around me, and then be inspired to jot down my feelings on paper. It's been my therapeutic drug um, for so many years. And that's how I feel about music, as Jimi Hendrix would say. Music is always going to be a universal Mm thing. And music and writing together, I'm I'm truly blessed to be able to mix the two.
0: I love it. Well, like I say, congratulations again on all of your accomplishments. That is like super, super dope. And, um, you know, I, I always love to hear when women are just killing it in the game and, you know, showing exactly how writing is just taking them to new levels and to new realms. So again, congratulations to you. And one last question before we wrap up, how can listeners connect with you and get copies of your books?
1: I'm glad you asked um, My social media um, You can follow the link On my Instagram Dom Carson 90 I have a link tree So it's L-I-N-K um, Dot L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash um, Dom, not, Dom uh, Let me start that over Link tree that's, I have a link tree link And um, L-I-N-K T-R Period E-E Slash Dom so you can find out more information about me, articles, and then you can click on the link to purchase my new book, The Whole Entrepreneur.
0: Perfect. And listeners, we will be sure to include all of her contact information in the episode notes so you can click on it. Well, thank you again, Dominique, for being our guest on today. And we are so excited for you and what you've got going on and keep it up.
1: Thank you so much, Queen. I appreciate you for including me on
0: your platform. Definitely, definitely. And listeners, as always, keep winning at writing. Until next time, everyone be blessed. Bye for now.